Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen, and you are watching and listening to The Brett Keen Show. I hope you're all having a blessed day out there. Most of you know that I'm a man of faith, but I'm also a fan of science. And I do believe that religion and science can actually coexist. Or perhaps I should put it this way. I believe the concept of God itself and existence agrees and is compatible as where religion, eh, depending on the religion, depending on the denomination, all that kind of stuff, eh, who knows? Let's see what we got here. We're going to be watching a uh, graph here on basically what people's theories are and how the worlds came together. And as many of you know, I've been having a discussion with my Christian friends for quite some time now about is the universe 30 billion years old like scientists are officially claiming now when originally they were stating that the universe was only, uh, what, around between 13 and 16, so they doubled it. My friend TTOR just recently did a video about that. And I've often thought about this. You hear about people aging rocks, and you hear about people putting a time on a tree or some kind of fauna or flora on our planet, and then they try to give us a rough estimate of how old our planet is. But I want you to imagine something for a moment as we discuss this. I want you to imagine that you're a tiny ant and you go into a dark warehouse, or you wake up in a dark warehouse. You have no idea where the entrance is or the exit. There's no windows. The warehouse is going to represent the universe. You are an ant. Now, how exactly, what kind of math can you do in order to figure it out? Now, remember, this warehouse, since it represents the universe, it doesn't have any ceiling to it or any kind of walls around it. You're just simply walking around in what appears to be infinite darkness. You could literally walk your entire life and you would never, never be able to get even out of our galaxy, out of our solar system, period, by walking. Just wouldn't happen. Well, as far as I know, I'm a big fan of movies, too. And I know that there's a lot of television shows, cartoons, and movies that give us this idea that we could get into a special starship, or if you like Star Trek or Star Wars, we could use gravitational warp drives and all this cool shit and go from solar system to solar system. But the reality is, is that, one, we've never actually seen a planet come into existence. I don't even think that we've actually seen stars come into existence before. One of the th big theories of scientists is that our planet may have actually been a star before this. If you were to throw out the whole God concept and faith and just go purely on scientific theory, one of the big theories is that a star cooled down and instead of supernova or blowing up or something, supposedly it became physical and became our world and the energy and heat from the star somehow created water other scientists are claiming that the water actually came from space that a meteorite or an asteroid might have hit us and then 
that's how we got the water. They actually claim that there's oceans of water floating around in the strange gravity of space, ladies and gentlemen. And other scientists are claiming, ah, no, we come from a star. Everything within the planet is we're living on a star that cooled down and became the crust, mantle, core, all that good shit. Okay, let's say that's true. Let's say that our planet was a star. Well, stars, according to scientists, could have existed all the way since the beginning of the universe. That could mean that the Earth could be trillions of years old. But then on the other hand, if you're an ant in a dark warehouse, and you have no idea where the entrance or the exit or the start or the finish of where you're at or presently, there's no amount of math or science that you can do to dictate the source of where it all came from. I mean, they'll tell you, oh, but if you look at the, the red waves and the radiation and all this shit, this will tell you that the universe is expanding. But so what? How do we know that that's just simply not our part of the warehouse that is displaying that or has that appearance? How do we know that there's not a bunch of multiverses or a bunch of breakoffs of the universe? We don't know because everything's a big dark warehouse without walls or ceiling. So when they put these fucking numbers on the universe telling us this shit and telling us that our planet is as old as 4.5 billion years old, you have to question that. I know for years I didn't. I was like any other atheist or religious person out there. I was heavily indoctrinated by my classroom to believe that that's how old the earth is. I believe whenever I was younger, they were talking in like two or three billion years, but then went on to making an official claim in 4.5. But with all the devastation that the earth has went through, and with all these weird theories about how the moon came into existence, did you know that they believed that the moon came into existence through planetary collision? One of their theories is that another planet hit our planet, a smaller planet. It was stuck on the same belt, and somehow they smashed into each other. And then because of that, the shit that came off of that other planet, and because of the molten inferno that the Earth was, created the segments of the moon out there. The theories are all over the place, and not a damn one of them have a single bit of evidence or fact based upon them. There is absolutely no evidence to tell us just because there's some red shift in radiation out in the universe that we actually ever even had a beginning in the first place, or if the universe is 10,000 years old or billions or trillions or gazillions or goes on forever. There's no way to know that. What would you base your math on? And then if we just say forget about the universe and just think about the Earth, how can we know? If stars exist forever and ever and ever and then finally blow up, and I don't mean forever, I mean for a long-ass period of time, obviously, then how can we actually know what form, how our planet got here, was it from a star, or was it we just happened to be some shit in space that collided with some other shit, and then we managed to get stuck in this gravitational belt that our planet's swinging around on. You see what I mean, ladies and gentlemen? There's no evidence or information whatsoever to be able to dictate this. You can get some idiot up there who can read a Wikipedia, but 
can that idiot actually prove the information that's on it? Any asshole can open up a science book and point at little pictures and cartoons and illustrations, but how would they actually go about proving this? Now, one of our scientists has actually been out in space before, not even beyond the atmosphere of Earth. Just recently, there was a show on Netflix where I believe, or was it a prime video where William Shatner got to be shot up in the air and then float down by a parachute along with a couple other people. But besides astronauts going to the moon, supposedly, which I don't even know if that happened because of all the bullshit, greedy corporations that have existed throughout mankind, it makes you wonder. Now, I know this kind of conversation can lead to somebody accusing somebody of a conspiracy or speculation and all that, but that's really what all these scientists are doing anyway. Are they deliberately lying to us? Are they saying this to us the same way a religion tells us everything's going to be okay, that, you know, they have enough information to let you know that when you die or shit gets bad, God's going to be there kind of thing? Well, science, they try to, they claim to be the guys who try to answer questions, and it makes us feel good when people feed us a bunch of bullshit. Because if we were to actually think about what we're living through and what we're being, we're existing in, it would be terrifying. People, their eyes are usually faced forward when they're walking. People are thinking about getting to their job. They're thinking about, is my car going to work today? Or I'm going to play me some Nintendo or something. A lot of people don't sit back and evaluate the position that they're in, that they are literally in a dark-ass warehouse where shit's flying all over the place. Things that are hundreds of billions of times bigger than themselves that could crush them like a fucking bug. And people don't want to think about that. That's scary. It's scary to think that we're just a little blue ball that's alone in the universe floating at a billion miles per hour with all kinds of cosmic garbage and shit that could run into us, burn us up, freeze us to death, you name it. We're literally a fly caught in a fucking trap. We're in a cage and we cannot get out. And the cage is not protected by some kind of shielding or barrier. It's one reason why people find comfort in religion. And it's another reason why people find comfort in science. Because you got a bunch of people claiming to be fucking smart who are getting paid to tell you and wheel and deal some bullshit to you. So, how would you go about aging it? How many times has the earth had its extinction period? How many times has the earth been on fire? How many times has the earth been cold? They claim that we went through an ice age. They claim that our earth went through a lava inferno type of stage. They claim that at some point in time our planet might have been a gas. You know, we got planets floating around just made out of big fucking bubbles of farts. So what do we got, people? What's the actual truth? What's the story? Should we be so quick to just... Should we be skeptical about science? As much as we question religion, so many people out there like to question religion, but just because someone puts a fancy word like science on it, we just say, ah, okay. Well, these are smart people, and I believe the professionals. Professionals of what? These fucking people never have actually been outside the planet. 
They've never seen the rest of the universe. They just recently took our taxpayer money and made a fancy camera where they can see a little bit further, but there's still a fucking bug inside of a warehouse with a little tiny stick, and that's it. Was our planet a star? Was it a big-ass rock? Did God come along in the darkness and illuminate everything with light and create existence and create the world in such a way that it had all of the resources required for us to survive? According to atheist Stephen Hawking, he's supposed to be one of the smartest fucking guys in the world. Unfortunately, he died. He said that our existence is a mathematical impossibility. I don't know, folks. I mean, people out there, they're going to either say, ah, Brett just hates science, but that's not true. I love it. I love finding out new answers, whether it's through religion or whether it's through science. But if you're going to be a, a pure skeptic, you don't just question the fucking things that you don't like. You don't just, whatever, at some things, because they bother you or you had a bad experience, you question everything. That's what a pure skeptic does. Sometimes, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I find myself having more skepticism than any fucking atheist on the internet. They'll believe one thing, but then tell you other things are stupid. They'll tell you they believe that the universe has spit them out, and here they are with no guidance or intelligence involved. And that seem, that their faith seems to work for them. And anybody that thinks differently is stupid. But I don't know, folks. I might be the most skeptical person on the internet. Because I actually question everything. It's one of the reasons why I love the quote by Albert Einstein, the more I study science, the more I believe in God. <laughs> 